The world can be a strange place. People can behave oddly and in ways not aligned with our principles and beliefs from the book. Not everyone will be happy with your success. Not everyone wants to see you stack wins every day. Not everyone wants to see your continuous improvement and your steady progress toward achieving your goals. Not everyone wants to see how at ease you are with women and how much fun they have with you and how women generally like your whole approach and vibe. In this episode, we dig into the subject of high quality ways to deal with the jealousy and haters that might arise as you progress in life. My goal in taking you through all that is that maybe how I think about handling these various situations might save you trouble and aggravation in your own lives. We'll get into all of that right after this quick word from our sponsor, me. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button. Or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or ebooks. And start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 45 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Like I said in the introduction, not everyone will be happy about or supportive of your success. Many will, but not all. Similarly, not everyone will like or react well to how confident you are around and how much success you will have with meeting women. Specifically, what I want to do is walk you through some common, very real world and very practical situations that might arise and share how I think about each of them. My aim, my hope in taking you through that is that maybe how I think about handling these various touchy situations might save you some trouble or aggravation in your own lives, especially if you are a little new to having more success and doing better with the process from the book. All right, let's talk about jealousy. Jealousy. Before I get into issues involving women on this topic, I want to talk a bit about how other people might feel jealous of your general success and prosperity, whether that is at work, 
in business, in school, or in achieving your goals in life and enjoying the rewards of your success. If you subscribe to the mindset from part one of the book, where we so strongly endorse your making daily efforts directed toward broad, continuous self-improvement and how that daily effort provides the source of the natural confidence people will find so attractive in you, you are going to start getting results. Now, there might be ups and downs along the way, life's like that, but overall, you will progress over time. Well, in real life, not everyone will be happy to see your progress, to see you stacking those wins every day. They might feel like your wins come at their cost, when in fact, they don't. At work, those who prefer to lay back instead of leaning into their work, they might resent your energy, your effort. They might not like to see you standing out from the pack as you put the organization first, stacking wins there and getting things done and advancing the organization's and your best interests. And of course, enjoying the rewards of doing all of that. So workplace haters know the words. Workplace haters. How do you handle haters at work? Well, I say you don't compromise on your principles and you keep stacking wins and showing that positive mindset from the book. But workplace haters can be devious. They can demean you and block promotions or talk behind your back or undermine you in various ways. At work, where you cannot control everything and there might be an HR, human resources function, that limits your options that you might ordinarily use to rid yourself of negative influences in your life, so you need to find a good balance. By that I mean, in defending your interests and prospects at work when faced with jealousy or haters, first of all, do or say absolutely nothing you will be ashamed of in the future. Don't lose your temper with them or lash out. Stay positive. Keep stacking wins. Win people over and work to wear down the haters and bring them over to your side, potentially. Be relentlessly positive and always act with impeccable integrity. Now, if that positive approach doesn't work out to your satisfaction or the situation at work turns out to be too sour for you and you cannot work things out through available channels, frankly, maybe you need to reevaluate being there. There are plenty of businesses that need people like you and hiring managers that will appreciate and value your positive mindset and strong work ethic. Take that high road. Don't let haters at work lure you into lowering your integrity or your standards. Minimize the effects of the haters and jealousy at work. Contain them, but never abandon your principles. That is true depth of character. That is the approach that will help you prevail and prosper in the long run, no matter what. All right, what about jealous feelings directed toward you? among your family, friends, neighbors, or just other people in general outside of a work or business setting. That can happen, right? It happens all the time. 
Even if you are humble and don't show any flash, and by that I mean you don't lead with your money and your interactions with people, you still got that nice house, the nice cars, you take great vacations, and seemingly have the trappings of having at least some money and prosperity. Now, my larger, kind of more philosophical response or reaction to people being jealous of your money or success is, why can't doing better, striving for success, be the new normal for everyone? Why can't having money and having nice things and carrying yourself well be the new normal? Why do so many people these days feel the need to drag people doing better and improving themselves down? Why not instead pull everyone up, uplift people, or at least the ones who are working hard at life and trying to improve? Obviously, I can't control the world and neither can you, but that is my broader wish. What I can control in this regard is my own conduct as can you control yours. Again, from part one of the book, I recommend maintaining control over issues like this by stratifying or dividing or splitting into layers, various groups of people in your life grouped by their importance to you. For those with the book, I am referring to the life priorities section of part one. Life priorities. Basically, what I'm saying here is, if you're dealing with a hater that isn't standing in the way of you achieving your goals, and they aren't amongst those you care about most in the world, meaning your family or closest friends at level three as defined in the book, then you might be able to just ignore them. Should you really give a shit what someone who doesn't matter thinks? Some people feed off negative energy and do things that cause conflict with others for their own sick and destructive purposes. Don't go along with that. Their personality issues are not your problem. If someone who is, and my apologies for the blunt phrasing, a non-factor for you who is trying to cause trouble, maybe you simply don't need to address that at all. You don't need to give them anything to help feed their personality's appetite for drama and trouble. As best you can, sideline them or eject them totally from your life. People need to earn the right to be close to you. It isn't a given. If they do matter to you, meaning they are at or they are at or near level three, as we define it in the book in part one, you need to address that without compromising your principles, even if that means going as far as demoting them in your life if they refuse to change. Try to win them over, wear them down, bring them to your side the positive way. It is a much better way to live, and that is a crucial concept here. You deserve to be respected, and supported by people who want you to be happy, just like you do for them. Your happiness is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. All right, let's switch gears and talk about guys being jealous of your success with women. I'll run through a few everyday examples to explain what I mean. Unfortunately, over the years, you might encounter situations like these more often than you would like. Recall from the book that the whole world, or at least most of it, is your flirting zone. So you might see someone interesting nearly anywhere, but guys there may not like how brave you are on your approach. They may not understand why you are so confident when they are not, 
and they may not understand why she is reacting well to you and having fun with you when they normally get shunned. While such guys might not have enough nerve to directly interfere or show hostility in what you're doing, or as some might crudely put it, cock block, they might be just passive aggressive by their body language or grumbling from a distance. This happens a lot. Ignore this kind of guy. Just remain focused on what you're doing. Guys like this might not like your look, your energy, or your attention-drawing presence as you enter a room, or the ease with which you identify ladies you want to meet, and how well and smoothly that goes for you. This might come in the form of guys eyeballing you with resent, or awe, or some combination of that. Worse yet, it might manifest in the form of protective guys at bars and clubs or other situations who are with the lady of interest as friends or just guys who didn't work up the nerve to approach her first and now they want to get hostile as they see you doing your thing. In some cases, some guys might be drunk or not and get hostile. They might be protecting what they perceive to be their quote-unquote turf from an outsider. This could be a regular at a bar protecting a regular woman patron or any woman in his bar or his territory. The guy may want to pick a fight. If that happens, try to de-escalate and just simply withdraw. You don't want to lose your temper and end up with criminal charges or hurt or killed in a dumb bar fight. There's a lot of people in prison over bar fights over women over some stupid thing and that's just not what you want to do at all. You have too many other options to engage with some drunk loser at a bar. This same protective territory guarding behavior can happen anywhere, not just at a bar. I've had it happen at the beach or really anywhere out in public. I do recommend in the book to avoid ladies surrounded by protective guys to avoid these situations because everyone loses when you engage some goofy protective guy and with no reward. Like I say in the book, there are ways to diffuse any protective instincts from guys in a group. You don't need to avoid women in groups, I'm not saying that. And that is done by being respectful of everyone, being fun, acting in a fun way, and just having a smile on your face, being friendly with it, being perceived as friendly by everybody, and not as so much as a threat. Now, you might get hated on more from afar once you have a great, beautiful girlfriend or wife, but it should be as common or in your face as when you're in the single scene. You know, maybe being perceived as a shark or a wolf invading other guys' territory or something. Especially if you look like me and appear on the surface to be a mismatch, like a kind of dodgy looking, scraggly looking guy like me with some beautiful woman. By that I mean, why, you know, why does this guy who looks like shit have such a pretty woman or wife or whatever? Guys who feel that way, meaning only, I don't know, handsome jock should have the best ladies, really, really need the book. They have taken a serious wrong turn mentally in how they think about what is possible in life. Or no one has given them another option on how to better think about and approach the issue of meeting and connecting with great ladies. They're just wrong. Switching gears again, what about if you have a jealous girlfriend or wife? This happens a lot. 
This type of jealous behavior can range from her being a little insecure, to reacting poorly after noticing you interacting with other women, or you having female friends, all the way to the extreme of her having total control freak meltdowns over her not knowing your precise whereabouts and activities 24-7. I've seen women do all this to all kinds of guys. Now, especially the worst ones, those suck because it can happen to you right in your own house if you two live together and can make your life miserable. Either way, I don't recommend just ignoring this type of behavior from her, even from lightweight jealousy all the way to the most extreme. The situation can fester if left unaddressed and get far worse and escalate over time and be destructive, frankly. I think your responses should vary according to the circumstances and degree of what's going on. What I mean by that is, for situations where she is simply uh, just a little bit unsure where she fits in your life or what her place is, provide gentle, regular reassurances that give her confidence in how you feel about her and her important role in your life. Flirting with her doesn't hurt your cause here, by the way. Flirting isn't just something you do at the beginning of it all. It's a lifetime thing, or it can be. I think feeling a little unsure is a very normal thing for women, and frankly men, to feel at various stages of the dating and relationship process, and it's also a situation that calls for you providing her clarity to see if that calms her down. For slightly more serious cases, like she is trying to track you all day, she wants to see your phone, she wants to make sure you aren't cheating or participating in what she considers unauthorized or unapproved activity, or she tries to control your time and what you are doing all day long, for those situations, I suggest finding the right time when she is relatively calm and listening and very nicely make it clear to her that what she is doing isn't what you need from her or want from her. And basically, again, very nicely but firmly, make sure that she understands that you will replace her eventually if she doesn't do better. Okay, that's a hard thing to say, but... That's what the situation calls for. Now, for more extreme cases or threats, like she is threatening to shame you or belittle you in front of your family or at your work or business, or is about to cause property damage or commit a crime like trash your house or your car, I would go with some form of very firmly letting her know that you will replace her immediately if she does what she is contemplating. That kind of behavior is unacceptable, totally, maybe criminal. That abrupt and perhaps unexpected reaction from you might cause a 180 degree turn in her behavior for the better, or it might not, but you still need to try. If things get really bad, getting rid of an unfixable problem with someone can be extremely costly if you two are married or there are property transactions involved, you, you two are in a, you know, bought a house together, for example, or there's some kind of complex business or other dealings involving money between the two of you. And that really speaks to my primary reason for writing the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book in the first place. I wanted to help give men, by the millions, tools and support to, vo to avoid ending up in miserable relationships like that. That is why I wrote this book and why I put out these podcasts every week. Another possible situation I need to tell you about is 
once you're in a relationship or married, something else that commonly comes up is where other women might be jealous of your lady and want her spot. Some women out there, when they see she is with someone who is doing well, you know, treating her well, supporting your family, and still trending up in all ways, well, they might want to take over her place. They want those perks, those benefits, her position in life. The jealous party might feel she is young enough or pretty enough to dethrone the lady you chose. Well, she's mistaken. Defending your lady from that is mostly up to you and how you handle the matter. What I recommend if this happens to you, in short, is to guard your lady from ever feeling like her position is threatened. Even if you even if you remain playfully flirty with other women in your daily life to any extent, or even if for some reason you have women on the side, the 10 rules from the book still apply. What I'm referring to specifically is rule one, which disallows you from doing anything that makes any woman feel worse about herself. Don't do or say anything hurtful to her. Another thing to never lose sight of relevant to this issue of other women wanting to take your lady's place, and that definitely applies lifelong, is the life priority recommendations from part one. One of the key concepts in that life priority scheme is all of that work you do every day isn't for you, no. It is to support the people you care the most about in your life, your wife or partner, your family, your children, and your closest friends. These aspiring ladies who might think they can just grab your attention by having that pretty face don't understand the complexity of how you arrange people in your life. Being another pretty face isn't enough. Your lady has earned your way to her level, right? What can I offer as a general rule in closing? Well, treat everyone with respect, including the haters. Smile and be kind and friendly with dealing with others. Throughout this episode, we talked about you handling jealous people and haters, but at the same time, I don't want to end this episode without saying this, don't you be a hater either. You be supportive of other people's success in all ways. Be happy for them. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Let's get after it out there with positivity. Let's go.